One of the biggest questions we get from married couples that have children are, how do we maintain a healthy sex life while our kids are in the house? Yeah, it comes through constantly. And you know why? Because it's very relevant. <laughs> and it's a, a real lot struggle. Of, a lot of couples are just scratching their heads thinking, how do we crack this coat? And I would argue that this is one of the, I think, kind of watershed issues for a lot of couples. Because what happens is you get married under a certain pretense, under a certain mm-hmm. premise. Yes, you're covenantally committed. Yeah. But something changes when a child enters the picture. Something changes. Everything, Everything changes. changes. In a good way. Everything changes in how you interact with one another. Yeah. Your very outlook on life changes. The home atmosphere changes. It's all very tricky. And if you're not careful, this can create kind of a fracture in that marriage. And if you don't deal with it, it will widen over time. We believe that if a couple can win in this area, if you can figure out how to maintain a healthy, emotional, physical intimacy after having children, then I think you've conquered a big potential issue. Your marriage will be stronger moving forward. You're planting seeds for a future that is Mm -hmm. full of flourishing, not just in the the years to come, but in the decades to Mm -hmm. come. So we're going to cover all that here and now today. So we'll see you on the other side. So we didn't have our first daughter until we were 10 years married. Yeah, we got married kind of young. I mean, 20 and 21. And then we intentionally waited. I don't know if that was like a good thing. To be honest, I think that's one of Probably my one regrets of our regrets in yeah, life. Is, is not getting started sooner. Because kids are so awesome. Yeah. And being a dad is far better than I ever imagined. So if you're on that side of you haven't had kids yet, let me just tell you from this side, the view <laughs> is awesome. I wish someone would have told me that. However, God is sovereign. Yes. I think he did use that time where we were just kind of grinding in terms of our, our work lives and starting up some like web development stuff. And all. Anyway, you laugh at grinding. I can't say any term without you. <laughs> when you're talking about having children, <laughs> that's on you. With all I said, God is sovereign. He mm-hmm. did use those years of kind of grinding, <laughs> Selena, <laughs> grinding work-wise, I mean. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. No, we weren't just trying to figure things out. Um, no, he used those, wor- those, those years to mm-hmm. refine us in ways that we couldn't, I, I, I'm thankful yes. for God's sovereignty in that. And so that erases any sense of regret that I tend to <laughs> fall into. But yeah, when we had our first daughter, it was like we went from almost a, a, a decade uh, of just me and you, like mm-hmm. no one else in the picture. And we could literally just do whatever we wanted, whenever we, whenever wanted. we felt like it. And sure, there were issues to overcome. Absolutely. But enter our oldest. <laughs> Selfishness. <laughs> enter our first daughter and all of a sudden it's like, this life is no longer just ours. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's this third person in the picture. Then it got even more complicated with our second daughter. And then even more complicated with when we had our third daughter. Complicated. Complicated. S- Better. <laughs> no, but in terms of our sex life, it got more complicated. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely more variables right at play. <laughs> so it, it's helpful. And there is kind of, a, I think, a systematic way that couples can approach this conversation and I think it will change and as it's changed for us and it's evolved um, we've realized that yeah it will be different and there will be different expressions of this across the board for depending on where you are where you are in your life and where your kids are at but the point is is that there is a a, a path forward in that so we're going to talk about that that I the path forward should just give us hope as believers like we don't have to be afraid of 
our sex life falling apart because we have children. No, no. they're a blessing and they're going to multiply our joys Mm -hmm. and during the day. And yes, it's tiring. Yes. It's God's work for our hands. And every time that, you know, we, we make meals, like we are helping, like Jesus served meals to 5,000, right? That we're hungry. Like we can remember that this is an eternal work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's good to recognize and understand that having children in the house the different the different ages and stages which we'll talk about but just remembering that there's hope in this and that you don't have to be afraid you don't have to figure out how to like get around this season and like sort of try to get through it no we can get through it one step at a time and uh, thrive in that and thrive in it yeah yeah so if you want to see or hear more content like this the easiest way you can support this channel is just let us know through a comment or a review, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening in a podcasting mm-hmm. app, leave a rating and a review, hit that like and subscribe button or those buttons uh, in YouTube. <laughs> yeah. That helps us a ton. That's the easiest, most tangible way. And we really do appreciate it. We read, we hear that stuff. We read it. Yeah. Man, I just can't tell you how encouraged we are most of the time. Most of the time I'm <laughs> encouraged. The second way, you can, if you want to partner with us on an even deeper level, just go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. There are tiers there. That is a specific community that's reserved for people that would say they're on mission with us. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you, you may not be able to show up here behind the mic every week, day in, week in and week out like we're doing, but you can uh, contribute in a small way, mm-hmm. however the Lord leads you. If he does lead you, we ask that you pray about it and visit fiercemarriage.com slash partner to find out more of what that might look like. Yeah. So like Selena said in the intro, this is probably one of the most pressing questions that we get mm-hmm. because it's complex. I mean, it's well, hard I to pressing, navigate. I say pressing because couples, I think a lot of times don't see it coming. Yeah. Right? They don't, they don't anticipate. It's like you, you feel the Lord impress upon you. Hey, it's time for us to have children or, or, or you, not, or, you, or just, you have children and you're just like, we're just trying to survive and try to get a few hours of sleep here. And well, there. you go through the pregnancy <laughs> process and it's like, nothing has really changed. I mean, yes, there's all kinds of different experiences in I terms of pregnancy. The husband has changed. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Touche. Okay. I will never know what that's like. No. I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm the worst because of it. No, you're not. But, and then all of a sudden you have you know, you wake up one day and that's the day that your baby will arrive. Mm-hmm. And then it's like two months of physical healing and it's mm-hmm. years of figuring out what it means to be a parent. Yeah. And, and many, many sleepless to, nights. <laughs> yeah. And while you're trying to figure all the parenting stuff out, you still have this marriage that you need yeah. to steward and build and grow Just in. Take care of. Yeah. And take care of. And then. And learn the, how, I would argue, learn how to love in new ways because. Yeah. You can't just love each other or show that you love one another just whenever you have time or whenever you feel like it. But when there's more people in the house, then you have to be more, I think, aware of the opportunities and intentional with that time that's given to you to say, oh, here's an opportunity for me to love my spouse yeah. in this way. And so, yeah, you have to heighten those senses a bit. So the good news is, is that you don't have to wonder how to get through this. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to give you four very tangible steps to to, to walk down this road, to mm-hmm. kind of figure out this season of life, to do so well and unto the glory of God and in the spirit of loving one another like mm-hmm. Christ. So it's four very tangible steps. And just think of these like kind of one foot in front of the other, right? And if you follow them, I'm convinced they'll help you. So the first one is this, establish your goals and your intent. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite one. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about it. The second one is discern the lay of the land and create a plan. The third one is commit to executing that plan. And the fourth one is to reassess and update and repeat this mm-hmm. planning process as as the, the years go by, as right. the months go by. Okay, so the first one, 
establish your goals and discern your intent. So this is so huge. And what I mean by this is you need to say to one another and tangibly, like verbally say, my goal, our goal is we want to have a healthy and thriving sex life. Mm -hmm. Like if you can just say that, like I want to have a thriving sex life with Mm -hmm. you. And you can hear your spouse say that back to you. That in itself is, is a yeah. huge step because so often you never actually articulate that and you you end, you end up wondering. Hmm. You're left wondering because maybe you don't have a plan. And so mm. you, you wonder, does she even love me? Yeah, it's always a lot of questioning. It does does he even consider my needs? Does he even consider what he's asking from me? Mm. But if you can say like, no, of course, I, of course I don't want to. So husbands, this is the one I think husbands <laughs> need to maybe articulate is... No husband really wants to make his wife's life harder. <laughs> he doesn't ask for intimacy because he's trying to be consciously selfish. Right. Now, that may come out in selfish ways, but he's not doing it thinking, I really want to make her life harder. He's thinking, I want to connect with my wife. I'm attracted to my wife. I need my wife in this way. I want to express my love to her in this mm-hmm. way. If you articulate that intent, how different would that be? Right. And what intent could a wife maybe articulate? Um, I think for wives, just wanting to love our husbands well, and it's not about rejecting them or uh, not desiring them. I think oftentimes we can, again, have the narrative of, doesn't he know my day has been so full? I'm so tired. I don't know how I can give Mm -hmm. to him anymore. Uh, Instead, just remembering that we are on the same page. We both want to have a healthy sex life. And I, you know, I, yes, I'm a limited resource, right? I'm a limited being. Uh, So how can I love my husband in this way? Even if I do feel tired or drained, uh, how can I communicate this lovingly? Right. uh, And how can we move forward uh, with a plan? But if we share that intent where we both want to have that healthy sex life. So that's the first one. Uh, Establish your goals and articulate your intent. Say it out loud. Say those things out loud. (laughs) Yes. Even just go back a few minutes and verbalize exactly what we've said if you can't think of something else. What's the second one, Sal? Discern the lay of the land and create a plan. So recognizing the season that you're in, I mean, this whole episode is about when children are in the house. So I think you can assume that it's, you know, from newborn infancy up until 18-ish, until kids kind of move out and are on their own, so to speak. Uh, So recognize the season that you're in and recognize that a different season means a different requirement, just like our mm-hmm. natural, normal weather patterns of seasons, right? We don't yeah. usually wear parkas in the summer and we don't wear, you know, sandals in the winter, but recognizing, okay, we have little kids in the house and they don't sleep well at night. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's really hard for us to get any sort of sleep, let alone have like sex. How's that going to happen? You know, so. Is there a, t- a different time of the day that you guys can, he yeah. can come home for a lunch hour and the kids are napping or something? I don't know. You know, be creative. Think about uh, what your days look like and if there is a better part of the day of where your little children can be occupied in mm. a safe and fun way for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's not always going to be that way, too. I would say that as an encouragement. Um, and if your kids are older, um, there's, the distractions are probably a little bit easier. <laughs> to use Uh, and I think communicating I mean we have friends that have you know 10 8 6 and 5 or you know they have all those kind of ages and they just say hey mom and dad are having some intimate time lock the door like go away go play go watch the show and they have no idea what that means they don't know what that means they They just just know know that they're not allowed to be in there there. and so uh, you know as kids get older and they understand you know what's happening I don't think you have to 
I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily worry about it those times. Yeah. <laughs> That's really awkward. Um, you probably will be, they'll probably be sleeping and staying in their own beds by that time, ideally, right? So the At picture night. that really helps me with this discerning the lay of the land is picture a map, okay? And you're looking at this map and you are at point A, maybe at the trailhead, right? You're, and you're trying to go to some end point. Mm-hmm. You're hiking to, you know, a peak of a mountain or maybe some water feature. And you're, <laughs> you're thinking, I want to go from here, from A to B. And you have to look at the topography. You have to know, yeah. okay, what is the route that we need to take to avoid the, the pitfalls, to get around the rivers, to get over the rivers? To You have to know what kind of land you're navigating right. here. And so you have to articulate, okay, I don't get home till 6 o'clock most nights. Okay, mm-hmm. so we know that anything before 6 p.m. in general is not going to work. Okay, we also know between 6 and 8 o'clock is going to be family time. It's going to be dinner time. Okay, so we know that that's not going to work. Okay. After eight, usually little Johnny goes to bed. That's our fictitious, our fictitious son. <laughs> Johnny's in bed. That's mommy, daddy time. Well, but but Wednesday nights I have men's group. Thursday nights you have ladies group. Okay, well, okay, that, that leaves. My, so you're kind of you, you actually you're realistically looking at your life, yep. thinking your rhythms, it's not your realistic habits, for yeah. us to assume that anything outside of that topography is going to work. And so you have to plan around it yeah. unless you want to move the topography around. Mm-hmm. And that in some cases is necessary if you, you don't have margin for one another. Yeah. Um, so you're creating that plan. You're anticipating. And actually, is the, the third one. So first one, establish your goals and mm-hmm. articulate your intent. The second one, discern the lay of the land, create a plan. Part of creating a plan, too, is based on number one, what is our frequency? Mm-hmm. How often should we be intimate for the health of our relational connection mm-hmm. based on physical desires and needs? Uh, we always share this, but we'll share it again. Yeah. Our kind of... Frequency is two to three times every week. That's about what works. Most couples probably fall in that range somewhere, some more, some less, obviously. But we have that articulated for us. And so we know that every two to three days is about when that clock is up and we need to refresh We need to refresh the clock. Is that, is that the right? I don't sure. know. Restart the clock, meaning we need to finish the clock first. And so if you don't articulate that, then you might have one spouse who's expecting it two or three times a week. And another that's thinking two or three times a month is plenty. Mm-hmm. That's a big problem. Yeah. And so make sure that you're really clear on the quantity. I think it's also really helpful to talk about the quality of your intimate time together. Mm-hmm. And this is all around making a plan. So there's a whole spectrum of what the sexual experience can look like mm-hmm. in a healthy couple's marital life. Mm-hmm. There's really quick, functional, kind of fun, lighthearted gets from A to B really quickly mm-hmm. from a sexual standpoint. Then there's the sports cars on that end. And then on the other end is like freight train, right? It takes maybe more time to get up to speed, but it, it packs quite a punch, <laughs> right? And it, it takes more time to unfold and, it, and you have more time in general and everything in between. And so how often do you need maybe the, the sports car experience as a couple? And how, how appropriate and how often do you need the freight train experience? Right. And a lot of that, again, can come from knowing the lay of the land in terms of mm-hmm. what age and stage your kids are in. Yeah. I'd say, again, just being really transparent, that's kind of our thing. We usually fall somewhere in the middle with the exception of maybe a few sports car experiences throughout the month and maybe one or two freight train experiences throughout the month. And I think there's health to be had there right? Uh, because if you go for a year without any like passionate kind of drawn out intimacy together, then you may be missing out on something. Yeah. That's, that depends on you, but just to kind of put that out there. Okay. So again, 
establish your goals, articulate your intent, discern the lay of the land, mm-hmm. make a plan. The third one is commit to executing mm-hmm. your plan. And what I mean by that, what we mean by that is you want to talk through the contingencies. Okay, mm-hmm. what happens when little Johnny doesn't sleep? Or get sick, right? Kids yeah. basically get sick. They don't sleep well. And then your night is pretty much done. <laughs> yeah. What happens if on the night when we're supposed to be intimate, we're actually mm-hmm. we have friends over and they stay later than they plan on staying and mm-hmm. we're both tired? Uh, what happens when you have a headache? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the biggest question here is um, typically, and I don't know, maybe it's said more often than not, but you, you don't really know until you have a child, but like the postpartum time and healing and having a new baby, that is a very difficult time, I think, on marriages. It can be. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming everything is like two months and beyond after having okay. a child. That's but I'm just I'm saying the contingencies that, here, this might be yeah. a good t- just spot to talk about, you know, right. being aware of. Because the healing process could look varied depending yeah. on how birth the birthing experience mm-hmm. was, the emotional healing process, right. the physical healing process. Of course, we're not saying just just steamroll over all that right, stuff right. in the name of following what Ryan Selena say. Right. I mean, you need to discern exactly how that healing process should unfold in a right. healthy way and you're not trying to short circuit any of that stuff so it is worth and i think committing i mean when we're talking about committing to executing this plan i think it's just knowing that we've already committed to these things mm-hmm. is helpful because you're not guessing like you said you're not we're not just sitting here wondering you know but also talking about like who initiates yeah the time and when because we've had some conversations where he always feels like he's the one initiating it and then, you know, I'm like, but I thought I've initiated it the last couple of times. And so it, because usually the one mm-hmm. he can feel selfish in initiating it. And I'm like, you're not selfish. Honestly, I just have so much on my brain that when you remind me, it's helpful and loving, you know. And so yeah. I just communicating through those things. And that's yeah, that's huge communicating through that. There's a lot to be said around the initiating and how a sex drive works. So for men, typically they are in the mood before sex begins women typically are in the mood after it's begun. So for a man to initiate is like you said, it's many times it's an act of love. Yeah. And the wife is fine going along with it. She may not be sexually up to speed yet. Then that's she'll not, get and, there. And it, like she will like give it five <laughs> that's, minutes. That's something, that's something I mean, we've had to work through, I think. Yeah. Because and that's fine. And as long as I don't feel defeated in that because she's not initiating because she doesn't have the exact same like. Right. We've had to learn and recognize that, that. Yeah. Um, so, talking through those contingencies what do you do when there's a wrench thrown in the gears who initiates and when Mm -hmm. another thing and it's kind of silly but talk through how do you initiate in a lighthearted way so you may not if it's 10 p.m and you're both tired and in bed it might be a little too late to initiate like if she's (laughs) half asleep and i'm thinking it's game time baby (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that that's a recipe for some frustration put out the vibe a little bit earlier and say you know it's all per the plan like it's thursday it's the day you know we talked <laughs> about this and all of a sudden you know she's had a busy day she forgot because she hasn't been out of the house in three weeks and <laughs> or whatever well maybe you have a, a a word right so one of our i we joked about it but we're big fans of the office and i think i'm going to start referring to the days that we're supposed to as the pretzel day <laughs> I wake up every morning in a bed that's too small, drive my daughter to a school that's too expensive, and then I go to work to a job for which I get paid too little. But on pretzel day, well, I like pretzel day. (laughs) On pretzel day. (laughs) But how do you playfully remind one another 
hey, I'm excited to be with you. Right. Like, Without I, I'm, feeling like, hey, yeah, so gonna, it's the day. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're I hope you're up, ready. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? And playfully anticipating yeah. with each other, remembering all the while that you both have the same goal. You want to have mm-hmm. a healthy, flourishing sex life because after all, you do love one another. Right. That's why you have a kid in the first place. <laughs> and so you, you can love, love one another through that. And knowing that if you're able to crack this code, consistently over yeah. time that this will contribute greatly to the unity and the oneness and the flourishing of your marriage. And I do think one more thing we should be reminded of is that uh, sex is a gift. It's a blessing. It's something that we uh, can, mm. it's a place where we can go with our spouse to be comforted, to feel loved. Um, having sex with your spouse is a beautiful place that we get to come together at the end of the day and it's a quiet or whatever but it's it's a good you know <laughs> comforting place to be and remembering that God created sex for many purposes uh, one of them to be to comfort one another if you know we've we heard uh, I think Gary Thomas was sharing that uh, him and his wife they're one of their children as I think he was an adult or something they were going through a sickness and they're in the hospital and all of that and so as parents they you know they were just with the child and they had not been intimate for a few weeks and it just it reminded them that when they were how familiar and good and unifying Mm. this place of being one is when you're when you're intimate and so remembering that this is not just a duty this is not just a scheduled thing but this is loving one another physically spiritually emotionally on every level and Mm -hmm. so seeing that for what it is and not just another to-do list yes we are learning to navigate it a bit differently so it kind of feels like it falls more on the to-do list but it will pay dividends in the future yeah and of course the caveat as well is if you're having difficulty if there's physical kind Mm -hmm. of pain or constraints or uh, different health conditions that might be playing into this all of this still i think applies of course your frequency is going to change. The nature of the conversations is going mm-hmm. to change. But the point is, it's not you versus the other. Yeah. It's you are dealing with the whole of your sex life as image. a couple. Yeah. If something's affecting my wife, I as a husband need to understand. You too are and help affected. Na- yeah. I'm affected by yeah. it. We need to navigate that together. Mm-hmm. And that might look like I get to be more sacri- self-sacrificing, right, mm-hmm. as we work through stuff. And that, of course, there's two sides of that coin. There's always, but it, it's us together as a whole working right. through it. It's not me trying to get what I want from my wife or her trying just to placate her husband. No, it's we are trying to work together mm-hmm. for the flourishing of our marriage, for the flourishing of our intimate life, yeah. so that all the things that we've already discussed. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's one, two, and three. Uh, I'll recap them next, but I'll go through the fourth one first. And that's just reassess and repeat. So kids have a way of growing up and changing. <laughs> Seasons have a way of coming and going mm-hmm. as kids mature. Um, when they're young, the strategies are completely different than when they're two years old. Mm-hmm. When you have one, the strategy is completely different than when you have two or three mm-hmm. or four or however many you have. And so be okay with setting aside some time, even monthly, yeah. having some sort of trigger in there that says, okay, how is this working? Right. How are we doing? Is this working for you? And hopefully you, you would ask me, right. is it working for you? And, I would, <laughs> and you'd have a, a chance, a forum to actually yeah. have. Are you enjoying this? Is this fulfilling you? Are we connecting in a yeah. good way? Do you feel connected when we're? Yeah. And even get as specific as saying, what's one thing you've really enjoyed mm-hmm. about this plan that we're executing together? Yeah. And what's one thing you'd like to see us grow in? Right. 
and then be open to hearing their response. And of course, speak lovingly, speak truthfully, mm-hmm. and speak kindly mm-hmm. in that. So, but setting up those rhythms to review and mm-hmm. to reassess and to, to revise, I think, are, is huge because the same plan is not going to work um, throughout the rest of your marriage. So, right. number one, <laughs> establish your goals and articulate your intent. You both want the same thing. Just make sure you agree on that. Uh, the second one is discern the lay of the land, mm-hmm. create a plan. The third one is commit to executing your plan. Plan for those contingencies. What are you going to do if, if, if this, then that. And the final one is reassess and repeat. Change the plan, revise the plan as needed. Um, And all of this, I think, is couched in the conversation that we do understand Mm -hmm. that sex is not something that is just man-made. It's not, it's it's designed by God and has specific purposes. In fact, we have a free e-course. It's available Mm -hmm. on our YouTube channel. Just go there and search for five truths for a healthy perspective on sex. It's parts one and part two. Mm-hmm. It includes a uh, couple's connection guide that asks questions around what those purposes are. If you're sitting here watching this, listening to this, wondering, okay, is what is sex? Like, what is what is is, is it just to make babies? Well, yes, no, maybe. <laughs> is it just so that we can enjoy ourselves? Yes. Is it just so we can? Well, there's purposes. They're, they're mm-hmm. inbuilt by yeah. God, the designer of sex itself, the designer of marriage. And we're convinced that if you're able to get those perspectives mm-hmm. in place, that you'll have a healthier all-around perspective on sex and it will help you walk through uh, this, this process and through the season of learning how to have a healthy, intimate life after you've had children. So mm-hmm. I think that's it. Selena, you want to pray us out? All right. God, thank you so much for... Uh, the gift of sex. I pray that you would give all the parents out there wisdom Mm -hmm. uh, and clarity around how to maintain intimacy and maintain that partnership. God, sex just affirms it. I think there's more joy in our parenting and in how Mm -hmm. we love one another when we are connected uh, intimately. So I pray for the marriages struggling in this area that they would find breakthrough, that they would find freedom and joy Mm -hmm. uh, and pleasure and enjoyment that you've created. Uh, thank you for your word that instructs us daily. May we live under its authority. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, this episode of Fierce Marriages. In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. So until then, stay fierce. Stay fierce.